Welcome to the latest in our Aberdeen Closed End Fund podcast series, where we catch up with our portfolio managers to gain some perspective on these complex market conditions. Today, we are focusing on global high-yield fixed income with a manager of the Aberdeen Income Credit Strategies Fund, ticker ACP, Mr. Adam Tabor. Morning, Adam. Hi, Don. Adam, keeping in mind the current geopolitical scene, monetary policies, rising interest rates, let's begin with Aberdeen's view on the high-yield bond market today. Yeah, well, clearly it's been a difficult year for for high-yield markets. You know, we're just over six months into the Russian war with with Ukraine now, and um, that was something that caught a lot of people by surprise. And, And layering that on top of an already fragile world emerging from the COVID pandemic has led to this kind of low growth, high inflation environment that we face, which is which is a very difficult one for, for high yield issuers. The global high yield market in aggregate is, is down about 11% year to date uh, to the end of July. Um, and within that, we've seen quite a bit of dispersion by region. So the US high yield market has relatively at least outperformed at minus 9%. European high yield, which is clearly under a lot of pressure from the energy crisis, is, is down 11%. And, and Asian high yield, which includes a lot of Chinese property, has, has almost completely capitulated. So that's down nearly 30% year to date. So naturally, investors are now requiring a much higher rate of, of compensation um, for, for taking high yield credit risk. The index yield has, has widened to just under 8% from just over 4% at the start of the year. So Quite a meaningful move there. And, and the spread or, or so the excess return over government bond yields has, has widened almost 200 basis points to just under 600 basis points now. So, um, you know, that, that all sounds a bit <clears throat> miserable. But, um, but one key positive for the asset class, at least, is that is that defaults have remained very low. So so I'm based in, in Europe where, you know, where there hasn't been a single default for, for four months now. And and the trailing default rate, um, according to Moody's, is just 0.4%. And, and that's because a lot of a lot of high yield companies have already repaired their balance sheets in response to the, the COVID crisis, and they were able to lock in lower rate and, and longer term financing when when markets were open. So, you know, so whilst any company coming to the market today is is clearly facing a higher cost of debt, companies aren't forced to do so for some time yet, um, and that means that the the low default environment is is likely to persist for a while yet. That's encouraging, and I imagine credit analysis is key to what you and your team does globally. How do you assess risk when you're constructing and managing a portfolio like ACP? Yeah, so we we run the fund to maintain a a very high dividend yield on the shares. The shares yield about 14% today, so that's almost double the index yield. So, um, you know, almost by definition, we're, we're investing in the more stressed part of the market. And we have about 40% of the fund invested in triple C rated securities today versus about 10% in the global high yield index. Um, so that means that the, the biggest single risk that we take is kind of idiosyncratic credit risk. So, so we have to work very closely with our analysts to try and identify companies whose bonds are mispriced. Um, and that's especially important in, in an environment like today where you, you have the, the twin impact of a, a slowing economy, um, you know, and therefore slowing demand and, and rising rates. So a rising cost of capital. And we need to identify those companies that, that will prove resilient um, in a downturn um, and have the headroom to absorb, you know, possible, a possible higher cost of capital in the future. And really, to put it simply, you, know, you need to avoid the defaults. 
So, so that company specific risk is our main risk, but, but clearly inflation and, and interest rate risk are, you know, at, at the top of people's minds at the moment. And, and we should remind listeners that, you know, the fund doesn't really take any meaningful interest rate risk. You know, we have a duration of three years on the fund, which is more or less in line with the index. So although we might look to take advantage of, you know, attractive opportunities in longer dated bonds every now and then, that's not really the focus. And, and, and the key focus area for us is very much, you know, individual company credit analysis. Adam, you talked about some sectors that were resilient. Uh, I imagine there's a lot that are vulnerable as well. Could you discuss a few examples of those sectors in the global high yield market that are vulnerable and resilient? Uh, yes. So on the vulnerable side, you know, we've been reducing exposure to, you know, companies that are particularly energy intensive or where energy represents a high proportion of input costs. So for example, over the, over the course of the last year, we've, we've trimmed back some exposure to industrials um, and also chemicals and, and packaging names where, you know, even if these businesses have, have hedged their energy exposure in the short term, that, you know, they still could be vulnerable to margin pressure in the future as, as those energy hedges are, you know, are rolled at higher rates. And similarly, you know, rising inflation and, and the squeeze that, that we're seeing on the cost of living has, has left many households under pressure. And we're looking at our exposure to companies that could suffer from a reduction in discretionary spending. So, leisure and, and restaurant businesses, for example, retail businesses, and, and even consumer financials, which we think could start to see rising levels of missed payments. And then turning to more resilient businesses, clearly energy companies are, are reaping higher profits at the moment from the very high oil and gas prices we see today. The fund has about 11% invested in energy, which is you know a large overweight, which we've held for some time. Um, and that's mostly in oil exploration and, and oil services businesses. Although we should say that you know we do have one eye on, on possible windfall taxes, um, as we've seen introduced here in the UK, you know, which could impact profitability down the line. And then our largest um, sector exposure continues to be telecom, you know, where we have exposure to various telecoms businesses around the world. And then we see connectivity is increasingly important um, and made even more so by COVID and, and the transition to working from home. Um, and, you know, we think that those companies that are, that are well invested in terms of spectrum and, and fiber infrastructure should have lots of pricing power going forwards and, um, and you know, a strong ability to, to combat any inflationary pressures um, on the cost side. Thank you, Adam. As we wind down our podcast, I want to switch gears for a moment. Your last question, ACP is a closed-end fund vehicle. And I'm curious, from a portfolio manager's perspective, how does the closed-end fund structure help you to effectively manage a global high-yield bond portfolio like ACP? Yeah, well, it's been especially important um, or kind of useful this year. You know, when the, when the market is selling off, um, open-ended funds are, are likely to be and, and have been seeing outflows. So managers will have been forced into selling at lower levels to meet redemptions. And, and the reality of the high-yield market is that it can be quite illiquid um, and it can be difficult to sell bonds, you know, at prices where you don't feel like you're giving up some value. So, so the closed-ended nature of, of the capital at ACP means that, you know, we don't have to raise cash to meet redemptions. And even better, we can, we can try and position ourselves on the other side and, and take advantage of any mispricings that, that might be driven by forced selling. Um, and, and we have done that this year. So we've tried to, 
use market volatility to, to try and improve the quality of the fund and you know roll into defensive companies uh, you know with stronger balance sheets without um, you know without compromising too much on the yield. Thank you, Adam, for your insights today. And thank you particularly to our listeners for tuning in. You can find out more about ACP, the fund, at www.abrdnacp.com. I'm Dan Buchanan with Aberdeen. Do look out for future episodes. This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered as an offer, investment recommendation or solicitation to deal in any of the investments or products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen. The companies discussed in this podcast have been selected for illustrative purposes only or to demonstrate our investment management style and not as an investment recommendation or indication of their future performance. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns, return projections or estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.